Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. Right now on the line, I'm joined by Reb Fountain. Atamaria, Reb. Morena. <laughs> How are you going? I'm I'm in lockdown up here in Tamaki Makoto, yes. and it's you know it's it's just a bit Groundhog Day. <laughs> no doubt it's Groundhog Day, and it's like deja vu. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is my. I just released a record, and it's the second record that I've released during lockdown. That's so, right. Yeah. Getting to throw you next time. <laughs> um, now, Reb, uh, the new album Iris came out on Friday, and for me, this year has been a year of exciting anticipation. Um, I've had a big birthday that was exciting. I was waiting for it, and it came, and then it went away. Uh, I had a trip away that I've been waiting for for a very long time. My partner had a big birthday. Um, I, I have an upcoming medical adventure. Uh, really looking forward to that, getting it out of the way. There's been a lot to look forward to. And for me, truly, um, Iris has been on that list. Um, wow. You know, cause we've, we've spoken a few times this year around singles that have been released, um, you know, and, and it's been it's been really great chats. Um, and last week, finally, the album arrived. And it didn't, didn't disappoint um, if, you know... You was it the same kind of feeling for you? You know, waiting that anticipation, and then, and then finally it's out. How was it feeling this year? Um, yeah, I guess so. It's a, it's an interesting thing to share the music that you made with people. When I, I really did want to get out. I mean, I wrote Iris um, last year when we were in lockdown, and we recorded it in September. And I was really determined that the album would come out. As soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's a pretty fast turnaround to kind of record and release within a year. It Usually is. it takes a little longer than that. So um, yeah, but I was I didn't want it to kind of sit on a shelf for a while because it felt like it was um, you know it sort of resonated with the time that we were in and um, it was important to, to share it with folks. So yeah, um, there was I was excited um, about it and it's been really. It's weird because I'm at home, right? You know, yeah. I'm I'm stuck in my house all the time, and so I do feel a little bit disconnected. But it's been really nice to see um, we've had some reviews and people listening to it, and and um, yeah, that makes me happy that that people are enjoying it. Good, good. Um, now, something that I observed f- straight from the first track onwards, and this is, you know, not to take anything away from your previous performances on previous records, but there was this kind of confidence and voice um, that, um, you know, I mean, you've always been quite confident in your vocal delivery, but there was just something different about this one on, on Iris. You know, your delivery feels really relaxed, um, but extremely confident. So what was the feeling in the booth for you when you were recording the vocals? Yeah, I think it starts even before the booth, right? It starts yeah. with the song writing. And, um, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a while. I think I've, I've you know, had a lot of, I've done a lot of work and inspir- had inspiration from others. And, and, you know, over time you become more confident. And certainly I find a lot of that um, comes from being on stage and and um, performing and kind of finding my own voice. And so when I went to write these songs, just wanted to open to whatever was there and um and i think that um you know with the first track on the record psyche uh it's a little bit like hawks and doves was on the first track of red fountain you know Mm. it's just it's it's kind of eerie and it takes you into a new space and um you know that 
that's what it feels like for me. I'm literally exploring my own voice and these stories for the first time. And and um, I do feel more confident in that process. And so by the time you get to recording it, you know, um, I was I was ready to embody those things. Now, each song is so different, you know, like this, um, this sort of dirge of, of psyche and the, the talking and then this mm. childlike singing in it and... And then you have other songs like Heart, where, you know, that song took me several times to record over a few days because I just, it was really hard to find the kind of vulnerability of that voice. And then you have, you know, like each song is so different. Yeah. So um, it feels a lot like performance to me, where you just have to be in the moment and um, embody this new space, this new sound. It's It's kind of exciting. And... And I like to do it, but yeah, it, it does take confidence, but confidence often comes from a, a place of fragility and vulnerability, you know? It's yeah. scary. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Do those things, yeah. No doubt. Um, and I guess another thing that kind of helped is the fact that, you know, that your, your band was formed after your self-titled record, the Red Fountain record. Uh, so this is the first time recording with them, but you've been playing live together and you headed up to the Waitaki Valley to uh, Sublime Studios together. Um, so you had this kind of foundation of sound, right? These players that know each other and players that you know so well. So that must have added to that feeling of confidence as well, right? Oh, it, it definitely. It really made a difference, you know, to have been playing for so long beforehand. And even though we didn't get a, a lot of time because we were, you know, level two, just for a few short weeks before we went to record, there was, yeah, the sense of trust and connection. And we just come from being in lockdown, you know, quite isolated and then going up to Sublime where we were there for a couple of weeks. And and so we had this great balance of um, the, the tension of isolation and connection going on in this in this very idyllic space um, with, a, with a band who had a really strong rhythm section. Mm. And I think that's something that was different than... Red Fountain, we were sort of piecing together the songs a lot more, whereas it felt like, it feels like for me on Iris that something is very solid underneath, and it's Karen and Earl, you know, holding it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really shines through on the record, I feel. Um, now, Iris was created as, you know, a sort of coping mechanism in lockdown, um, that first lockdown, writing every way to keep, you know, as a way to keep yourself kind of busy. Um but, you know, it was a time of repetitiveness and kind of void. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, of, of fodder for the record, what did you draw from? Because it's not like you were doing much. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the interesting thing about last year was it was quite novelty, right? This yeah. year it feels like, oh, it's such a hard slog. But last year it felt like this is something new and everything, even though there was uncertainty, it just felt a little bit lighter and... Um, and we didn't know how long things were going to last for either. And um, so I guess I really push myself, like writing a song a day was something I've not ever done before. And, you know, some days I just wouldn't have anything. And I'd be like, well, you got to still write a song. <laughs> so what's it going to be about? It's about anything. Um, and then other days, you know, I like Psyche, I spent the whole day just reading and researching and googling and listening to stories and about about psyche and, and writing an essay essentially you know yeah. so some days were kind of where I'd, I'd write several songs and then I'd 
out of that piece together something later on that was like, yeah, that's the perfect thing. So, um, yeah, it, it really, really different. <laughs> but it was a lot of, you know, when we're on our own, um, we tend to reach out. And I, I don't know about you, but you guys are in the routine house. We're living the dream. But <laughs> I'm like, listen to the radio all the time and listen to music and reading and watching movies and talking to people and trying to connect because I feel alone, you know. Yeah. And so you can you can get lost in your own story, which is great. But with Iris, I really wanted to kind of connect with what was going on, you know, um, more globally. And it, it was a really tumultuous time. It still is. But last time it felt like this huge transition. There was a lot going on in the world as we were coming to terms with things. We were also kind of waking up um, in, in different ways. Um inequities, um, Black Lives Matter movement was mm. just in full force. Um, there was a lot of a lot of change and pushing forward with that change, and that really resonated with me with what I was going to do for me. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so, I mean, this is the second time you, you've put a record out in, in lockdown, as we said before. Did you think about putting the date back? <laughs> no. Um, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I I'm committed to releasing it irrespective and of course there's always that fear of, oh, you know, will people hear it or will it, you know, somehow, I don't know, mess up the release or something. But the reality is is that life is always messy and and there's never really a perfect time and, and actually sometimes it's more important to share music and your art in those times of crisis, you know, because people need it. And, yeah. and I don't care so much about the optics I really just want to share music with people <laughs> yeah. um, You've said that this is kind of like an extension of Reb Fountain, the self-titled record, you know, or an expansion of that, uh, and, and that album was such an incredible record, and you know you could say that it was kind of shift in sound um, in a lot of ways it was but really it was just, you know, an artist crea- creating uh, with an expanded palette um, so how did you approach the sound and feel of this record? Did you have anything specific, you know, in, in inspiration-wise for the sound, or did it just kind of materialise out of the writing process? Well, I think, like you said, it's it's growth, right? You know, things change over time. So when uh, we went to make the first record, it was the first time that I'd worked with Dave in his production role, you know, and, so, and Dave and Simon um, co-produced, produced it and we knew that we were wanting to do something different and to create space for my songs in a different way um, but we were sort of learning right we just it was mm. the early days of developing what that might sound like but then from then we've had this you know year and a half of um of playing music and developing that sound and like you said building confidence um and so coming into this record we all felt stronger in our respective roles yeah. So in that way, it's meant that the songwriting is pushed that little bit further. Um, the the production is more confident in its space. You know, the, the band is more confident, um, and we just allowed ourselves to sort of push that much more. Um, I think in a lot of ways, the similarities to the last record in terms of the sound. You know, bass is the ultimate. And so wanting to find room, and Dave's really good at that, you know, he's just like, well, what if we just take that out? You know, like, how can we create space for the song to sort of shine through as opposed to, like, fill it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and there is still, you know, there's use of kind of synth sounds to help with with pads. But this time, I think there's more um, like use of violin and strings to to um, fill out sound or become an instrument of its own. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting thing as well. I wrote the record mostly on the piano this time, which was really different. I'm not really a piano player either, so <laughs> yeah, I. I wrote these songs on the piano and it has a different bass, a different feel um, to to the album, even though, even where the piano was removed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, often I would write lines, either sing them um, and they'd become a bass line or sing them in a, a guitar line, you know. So um, this is a really interesting mix of where we've, we've drawn on what we'd had before, but we've pushed it to the edges a little bit more. I mean, it must be difficult to take things away, though. Like, I mean, I mean, it's hard to do that in almost anything. You feel like putting more things in there, or should we add something there? Should we add something there? So to take things away um, as, as an artist must be quite difficult. And I guess that's where, like, Simon and Dave are so important, right? Because you need those other sets of ears, too. Yeah, it's good. I remember we were doing the song Lacuna, and Lacuna, the name Lacuna comes from this, this space, kind of imagine something like bone marrow, you know, where you've got marrow in, in the middle of the bone. And lacuna, for me anyway, is this space where something was or something will be, you know, it's very transformative. And and I, we were doing the song Lacuna, and actually I had several other sections in that song which said the word Lacuna, you know, it was a very long outro. And and um, I was in the booth um, playing the piano and... Um, they were just in the in the control room and they said to me, I just something's not working and I was like, Let's just cut it. <laughs> Let's just cut those bits out and we ended up cutting these whole other sections and, and the song felt absolutely complete. We didn't need to be singing the word Latina anymore and it was that thing where it's you know, a song is the sum of its parts. You never have all these things that influence you, that inspire you to create something. But they're not necessarily in the end product right yeah and that's what's cool is that about life and about who we are as people you know you have all these experiences and journeys but in the end you're you're this you one thing that shows up on the day and um and you don't necessarily need a wet baggage (laughs) (laughs) to make it good (laughs) yeah indeed indeed and you didn't and it's incredible i'd like to hear that original version though um Right. Oh, it's lost. It's lost forever. It's lost forever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, are you writing another record now? <laughs> are you doing it again? Well, I had to really take the pressure off myself because, I, you know, coming into this lockdown, I felt that. I felt like, oh, I've got to be that productive. Yeah. Um, but this time, it has felt really different. And I guess some of the things that were different was that, you know, we'd only just started rehearsing this record. So... Iris was um, written and, and recorded, and then we went straight into releasing Red Fountain. <laughs> yeah. And we went and toured that, you know, the album release, and then we went into the summer and Crowded House. And and then we just started coming back to learn the songs and lockdown hit. And so I felt like in a really different space this time where this sort of anxiety of, oh, my gosh, we, we were just beginning this journey and um, and as I said earlier, you know, 
lockdown has been hard this time, especially for us up here. It's the longest time that we've been in lockdown, and um, it's been really uncertain. You know, and and it's being at a different rate of, as the rest of the country, like psychologically, it's been really challenging. So I needed to kind of take the pressure off. And what I have been doing is just practicing the piano, and Dave's been sending me things to play around on, and. Um, trying to take a different approach but I like that because out of this has come a different way of songwriting so yes I am but in a different way than I did last time um, nice you know you've got to be kind to yourself <laughs> yeah yeah totally totally but plus you know new processes more new growth new ways of yeah and I want to you know I like that I, I want to write a different record next yeah, time yeah. I want something to be interesting for people and to take you somewhere else but i have to grow in order to do that you know i can't expect the songs to to evolve if i don't evolve yeah that's right exactly i like that i like that very much uh and i really like the album iris it's fantastic uh you've done it again rev you've done it again Uh, (laughs) uh, you know thank you well it's you know i'm really excited that it's out in full because to me it is a start to finish record or that's how i think about them when i make them and and um, it takes you somewhere, you know, and, and I and I hope that you enjoy going on the journey with me. I do, I do. Thank you for the journey. Um, right, the record, it's out now. It's out on Flying Nun. You can get it from flyingnun.com, uh, revfountain.co.nz, or Bandcamp. Uh, there, of course, there's vinyls and CDs in the digital format as well, and it's available on all good streaming sites. We're going to give away a vinyl right now, actually. Oh, yay. Yeah. yeah, so if anyone... Oh, Reb's gone. What happened there? Oh, well. Uh, it was the end of the interview anyway. Um, but that, that was Rube Fountain. Uh, Iris, out now. I'm going to give away a copy of it on vinyl. If you want to win that, text me. 0212 Radio 1. That's 0212723461. Here is Rube Fountain with Lacuna on the one. Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.